I've got some big news The bank finally came through And I'm holding the keys to a brand new Chevrolet Have you been outside? It sure is a nice night How about a little test drive down by the lake? There's a place I know about Where the dirt road runs out We can try out the four-wheel drive Come on now, what do you say? Girl, I can hardly wait To get a little mud on the tires Cause it's a good night Get a mud on the tires Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlanta, Canada's home field for great sports betting. A new promo offer is here. Head to ProLineStadium.com and you can earn up to $50 in parlay tokens each week. Now until September 3rd, make a wager of $15 or more on a three or more pick parlay that includes baseball on ProLine Stadium, Stadium Bets, or Fantasy will earn you a $10 parlay token that can be used on a pro line parlay of three or more picks that include at least one baseball event maximum of five tokens can be earned each week tokens expire september 30th bet on pro line all season long at prolinestadium.com or download the alc app must be 19 years of age or older please play responsibly hope everyone had a great week it's weekend it's monday holy smokes time's flying here but running on two hours of sleep i know here in the maritimes we like to talk about the weather because it changes every time you blink uh last night thunder and lightning running on two hours of sleep sound like frankie mcdonald right now but that's what coffee's for uh we're up we're at it mike's in the face and we are talking hell of a weekend bill Burr, jerry seinfeld installed a new sub pump studio will remain dry for the remainable remainable for the remainder of the future i don't know if that made sense but what the hell um the ball is rolling here at high button sports busy season aka hockey season is around the corner time to pull out the winter jacket even though it's august you guys are saying justin what the hell it's still august you're not pulling out a winter jacket yet i kind of agree with you i kind of don't but uh that's where my head's at. I'm sorry. I know every and everyone. You know, you gotta live in the moment. You gotta take a breath. You can't look at your phone. All that stuff. And I'm trying, but what do you want me to do? I gotta work. You gotta, you know, I gotta put food in my mouth here. Um, gonna be a great episode. Okay, in house. Got a little mud on the tires. Okay, it's gonna be a great, great, great story about that sub pump. Um, Bill Burr, Jerry Seinfeld, world class athletes, and no fighting in the queue. What's what? All right. In-house podcast. I'm Justin Belanger, Jeff Warburton here. Here we go. You know what comes next. We're going. Welcome, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast, as we like to call it. Great uh, feeling being back in this chair, talking into this microphone, um, having everyone listen, watch, whatever it may be, interacting. We just got back from the great comedy fest outdoors uh we just got our new high button sports t-shirts in that actually are available online right now and uh wearing that t-shirt around the crowd having people say hey nice podcast high button sports yada yada 
It was a great feeling. So overall, just a great weekend. My brother came in from Bridgewater. I don't get to see him a lot. As a lot. So having him stay here, got a round of golf in on Saturday. It was just, you know, you talk about these magical weekends that happen. I don't know, four, five. How many weekends are in a year? Uh, 52, 52 weeks in a year. So 52 weekends in yeah. a year. So, you know, that was just one of those magical weekends that happens, you know, maybe five times out of the 52 weekends out of the year, right? Um, so really special, really special. How was your weekend, Jeff? Uh, it was all right. Not as memorable, but managed to pitch my softball team to two victories. So that was the highlight of my uh, my weekend. Don't sell yourself short, man. That's great. That's good stuff. <laughs> it actually is pretty nice. I've never been a pitcher. So to be 24 and getting to, you know, try to lead a team like that for the first time. It's, it's fun. Good stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So your weekend though, big one, break it down. Well, in terms of my weekend, I like to break down my life into two categories. Have fun, work hard. Maybe a couple more other categories, but it sounds cool when I say that. Have fun, work hard. I was faced with a challenge fiance to fiance sarah challenged me one day we came home from the cottage i think it was uh, friday ton of rain water came in to the basement aka the studio and i was faced with a challenge either man up fix it or keep coming home and laying out towels and mops and soaking it up every single time dehumidifier for like 12 hours it smells i don't you know a little moist basement everyone listening or knows what that smells like so she put down the gauntlet fiance to fiance she went upstairs i sat down here in the basement by myself in the dark and i thought about it for a minute and this is a time where you know i'm not saying i'm not a man i am a man but these are the moments where men come alive so I sit, I think, you go, Justin, what kind of man are you? Are you a man that's going to sit here and not come up with a solution? Or are you going to be the type of man that just lets it keep happening and you're going to have to keep sweeping, mopping, get the dehumidifier up? And I made the right decision. I said, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to come up with a solution. And I know we posted a video a couple of weeks ago, people saying, put a sub pump in, it'll get all the water out. And I, I finally took uh, those people's advice and I manned up and I did it. Was it fun? No, I had to dig a hole that was about two feet deep to install the sub pump in the rain, in the mud, got a little mud on the tires. What's that song? Get a little mud on the tire. Like, yeah, Brett, I think you that's got a song. it. Yeah. 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 So I got a little mud on mud on the tire because it was wet, dug two feet deep, but eventually got it done. I think I posted a picture about it on our Instagram. Yeah, yeah. You had the uh, the mud the mud wipe the on mud. the face, you know, kind of the, the rough and tough blue collar look going to you. Put a little mud on the nice. tie. Yeah, so it was a muddy day. Neighbors walking by looking at me. Like, Isn't that the guy that does the podcast? Why is he working with his hands? <laughs> I'm not afraid to get a little dirty. It was a solo job? Yeah. There's boulders down there, rocks. I don't know if you've ever dug in Nova Scotia, but as soon as you go a foot down, it's all rock. So I'm lifting boulders, rocks. I'm cutting myself. I'm pulling <laughs> muscles. I'm 
rain. You know, there, people think I'm crying, oh, yeah. but it's just rain coming down my face. Mud all over the house. Just, ah, just grinding through this. Show must go on. Show must go on. And eventually it was time to put in the sub pump. Put it in, installed it, dug out a drain. I'm not going to go over the details of what it takes to put in. All good? Yeah. Sure? Yeah. I'm not going to go into the details of what it takes to install a sub pump, but no, it's pretty much impossible and only few can do it and just know that I did do it. That's not actually true. Anyone can do it. But <laughs> once it was complete, you look at it and you go, okay, you, you get some sense of satisfaction. You go, okay, I did it. Sure. But you're not truly satisfied until Mother Nature herself comes and tests you and that sub pump out. Mm -hmm. Me and the sub pump had a couple conversations before last night's rain. You know, I, I prayed to it, piece of plastic. I know it sounds stupid, but if that <laughs> sub pump works, my life all of a sudden becomes a lot easier because I travel a lot for work. And, you know, when I'm away, it's, it's tough for her to, you know, shovel the basement. If there's tons of water, I can't just leave her here with a, a basement that's flooded. I, uh, you know, it's, I remember last year that, that sucked. So having a solution was key this year for my peace of mind and for mm -hmm. me to be able to work. I don't want to come down here, have a bunch of work to do, and then all of a sudden I'm cleaning up water. That's yeah. not productive for me. It's not productive for the people listening. It's not productive for anyone. So what I had to do was be proactive. I had to get ahead of the problem. That's what proactive means, Jeff. Sip my coffee. Last night, I know we've had a ton of rain, ton of rain, floods, you know, just awful. And last night, I don't know if there's floods this morning, but last night, maybe two hours of sleep. Tons of thunder. Really? Tons of... You didn't hear that last night? No, I was conked out, buddy. What? Yeah. Oh, you, you do physical labor, though. That's different. Yeah, I guess. When I did physical labor, I, I slept the best. Like, when I did landscaping, yeah. I slept like a baby. I could sleep through anything. But now, mm. I don't, so I don't get the You're best You're doing sleep. mental labor now. Mental labor, sure. <laughs> but last night... I got things running through my head. One, is that sub pump going to work? Mm -hmm. Two, is this thunder going to, you know, stop? And three, is this lightning going to stop? None of those things happened. The rain kept coming. The thunder kept coming. The lightning kept coming. So my mind was racing. So what do I do? 2.30 in the morning, I run downstairs to check out the sub pump. Butt naked, not really. Had a towel on. To check the sub pump. And behold... I open the door. You think you're opening the door to heaven, but really you're opening the door to the sub pump working. Play that clip now. <laughs> and if you're listening, you're just going to have to go to our Instagram page and look at the clip there. I look at it and I have the most satisfaction I've had in a long time. There's things in my life that I've achieved, that I've accomplished, that, you know, that I'm pretty proud of. But oddly enough, that sub pump is one of the more prouder moments that I've had in a long time. Like it's up there. I, you know, growing up, I'm not a great, you know, I, I don't know how to fix a car. You know, I, I, I'm not, I'll admit it. I can barely change a tire on a car. I'm not the biggest grease monkey. I don't, <laughs> I know how to work hard, but I need direction. Does that make sense? Like I, yeah. I know how to obviously high button sports. I know what to do in every aspect, but in terms of like working with my hands, I'll admit I'm not the best, but you give me direction on how to do it. I promise you, I will get it done. But in terms of the sub pump, I had no direction. All I had was YouTube, my two hands, and my head. And a guy on Instagram? Well, it was multiple people on Instagram. Yeah. Like, a bunch of people reached out and said, do the sub pump, do the sub pump. So, in my heart, I had my heart too. 
So all those things combined gave me the motivation to put in that sub pump. And last night, 2.30 in the morning, I opened that door and I heard it go, weep, meaning the water's pumping out. Yeah. Weep. yeah. And I just sat there for a minute. <laughs> You know, butt yeah. naked, just looking at this thing, and I was—I felt like a—I felt like a kid again. I just I was know. so happy. It was working. My hard-earned sweat, blood. I did cut myself a little bit, so there was blood. Mm-hmm. Um, no tears, but it was raining, so it might have looked like I was crying. But I did it. And if you've never experienced that moment, I hope that everyone listening, watching, whatever it may be, I hope that you get to experience <laughs> this because it, it was one of the most magical moments of my life. I manned up dug two feet underground into mother nature herself and put a piece of plastic in her aka that sub pump and yeah. it worked it worked yeah man. so that's you know I, I don't know i feel like i feel an inch taller today yeah i don't blame you man for people wondering as someone who works with justin every day and talks to him he is dead serious man if you would have sat down there in front of that door for an hour and watched that pump work i would have believed you oh it's satisfying yeah it has like this little floaty thing and when it, when the water comes up it just yeah water goes out yeah yeah it reminds me i was i'm reading the uh the second david goggins book right now and in that he uh he had a grandpa and after school his grandpa would give him like a list of things to do every day and he would just try to half-ass his way through it to get to the end so he could like play basketball with his friends or whatever and then he said eventually something took over in his mind where him actually doing the tasks correct and delivering on it was like more satisfying than going out with his friends and everything and it's just about seeing a job from start to finish knowing you did a good job oh, yeah you know it's like an addicting feeling like you're probably going to want to do that again like you know you're a homeowner it's not going to be the last time you got to do some crap like that right 100 percent. and in my line of work there's not a lot of completion when i think of high button sports it's like we're not we're barely halfway through what we're trying to accomplish mm-hmm. i wouldn't even say we're a quarter way through of what we're trying to do so there's not really a lot of accomplishing here there's little oh nice we did this yeah. we did that but there's no like sense of accomplishment with this company it's just head down grind horse blinders hopefully this happens if not we're going to keep working so like i said throughout my line of work and yours there's just not a lot of sense of accomplishment in my day-to-day routine yeah so to be able to excuse me to be able to have that sense of accomplishment of having a simple sub pump work at 2 30 in the morning during a rain lightning thunderstorm hey it's the little things as they like as they say it's those little things that uh, that make your world go around and make my world go around so it was a great uh, it was a great little morning this morning monday to, to just start off yeah i'll leave it at that um you know, I, I guess we could move into the Bill Burr, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, the great outdoors weekend. World-class comedy. I've, uh, oh, you know, I sense pain in a room very easily before it's coming. So I'm not a huge fan of amateur comedy because I, the sense yeah. of someone struggling feel, makes me feel like it's my fault. If I'm up there you know not up there if i'm in a room and i see a comedian struggling it's i feel like justin man you should have wrote him some jokes man you should have helped it's just it's very hard for me to watch so i don't necessarily go to a lot of comedy shows because i i hate i just don't i just you know it's like kind of like an awkward environment especially yeah. if it's not going well and if you experience that awkwardness, I experience it times twenty because every it's hard to it's hard to explain. Even like even in the the great outdoors thing, we were outdoors in front of I don't know ten fifteen thousand people, and there was a couple comedians that sucked, and you felt it even though you're outdoors. Like you know, 
you, you feel it. It's just not enjoyable. But to have world, I don't say world lightly, to have world-class comedy right here in our backyard, Jerry Seinfeld, Bill Burr, <laughs> right here in Halifax? On the side of Citadel Hill? It was funny. Bill Burr came out and he goes, is this a fundraiser to get you guys a goddamn stadium? He's like, why are you sitting on a hill? Bro, I Bill, know. That, Bill Burr was so good. Like, Bill Burr's like, uh, material was good, sure. But I just loved his on off the whim. Like, not that he was chirping, not that he was doing crowd work, but just off the rip. Just, I'm just waiting for a horse to come over that hill. What the hell are you guys doing up there? You guys, it just, just so, like, he, you could tell he's American because he talked a lot about, like, racial, not the racial issues are obviously here in Canada, unfortunately, but he's very, you know, very, he's, he's an American comedian. He talked about, like, the KKK, mm. you know, all this stuff. Boston, you know, born exactly. and bred, yeah. And that's, you know, that's fine and dandy. But the the stuff where he's talking about, like, you know, he, he's like, what's the drink? What's the drink of choice here? Olin's? Okay, so Olin's, you know, two people got drunk on the on the two ships and crashed into each other. You got the Halifax explosion. You can blame Olin's. Like, yeah. stuff like that, just, like, off the rip. Just yeah. so... <laughs> it's like, it's like you ever, have you ever met someone where they don't um, have to try to be funny? They're just funny? Yeah. Like they're, you, you it's just run, part of their personality. Yeah. Just funny. Like, Bill Burr's yeah. just... That's just what Bill Burr is. He's yeah. a completely different comedian than Jerry Seinfeld, and I love each and every each of them for their different uh, styles. I guess you could say. What a weekend, eh? You start with Seinfeld and you finish with Burr. Well, That's... let me just let me just do a little rant here on on, on Jerry, Mister Seinfeld. One, there's a definite uh, there's a quote out there: "Never meet your idols." That's a guy I never want to meet. Never want to meet him. You just want him to be in the distance and you want to enjoy his work. He, he, there, there's people out there that are figures that, you know, kind of weird, but they're just not really, they don't seem human. You don't want that interaction to come true because, you know, that could ruin the the Seinfeld show for me. If I met Jerry Seinfeld, had a couple chats with him, I don't know. I just, I, I want to leave Jerry alone. I want him to be on the TV. I want to see him on stage. And mm. then that's my relationship with him. That's all I really want. But the relationship I'll say I have with Jerry Seinfeld is that 12, 13, 14 year old kid after dinner, TBS Seinfeld family sitting down, having a laugh for 30 minutes, the whole fam. No, nah, mostly just me and my dad, mm -hmm. but that's my relationship with Jerry. I remember just even after a long day, you know, school was never my forte. So I usually always came home pissed off. What am I doing in school? Yada, yada. But then just putting on Seinfeld and just having that distraction for 30 minutes and seeing a bunch of four idiot adults talk about absolutely nothing, oddly enough, just numbed my brain mm. and allowed me just to forget about school. And oh man, there's, there, there's another world out there, I guess you could say, that isn't necessarily school. Because you go to school and your whole life, you're just like, oh, man. Well, at least for me, you fail yeah. and you're like, I'm a loser, nothing. Yeah. You just yada, yada. But then you come home and you get to kind of escape in this Seinfeld world. It makes you realize, or at least made me realize, there's another world out there other than school. Yeah, like when you're a kid in, in grade school, you literally feel like, okay, this is just my life. Like next year we go to grade six, then yeah. seven, and then you just go up the ladder like – the concept of like yeah. no school just doesn't sink in until you're in like junior high or whatever. Like, yeah. but in elementary, it's just yeah. school. 
even like hockey related to school like you know oh what team are you on triple a double a like you go to school and you'd still have a conversation about hockey and you'd still kind of feel entrapped in the in the school education environment but seinfeld was just an escape bottom line just an escape and it still is today as an adult i'll come home uh, you know whatever time of day i'll even chuck an episode on at lunch and it just kind of takes you back to that nostalgic feeling of allowing you to escape and know I guess life isn't, you know, so serious. Take it serious, but don't take yourself too serious, I guess, mm. is what it, it teaches me. But that's um, that's so serious. I mean, like, like we made that video. Did you see the video, High Button? Like, yeah, I yeah. Made? Yeah. Well, I've told I've had to tell the story like a hundred times oh, in the uh, past yeah. three years since well, I started here. So I knew it. But when you put that clip out, I was like, finally, I can just, you know, yeah. it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's I that's how important that show is to me. And I, there's people out there that, you know, hate Seinfeld and I get it. And there's mm. shows out there that I hate and I hope you get it. But Seinfeld's my bread and butter. And, uh, if I can wrap my head around it for a good 30 minutes, sit down, numb out, watch it, have a laugh, get back to the real world and take some of that Seinfeld humor with me. I think I'm going to be okay in this world. Um, yeah, that's another reason. I just don't want to meet him. Just, you don't want to have yeah. an experience. You don't want to have an experience with him. Cause he's kind of a dick. You don't want to have an experience with him where he like turns you off. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, Oh man, that's my idol. He told me that I was an idiot. Yeah. You know, you just, it's so just, you, yeah. It's like a painting. Like you don't, ma- it's yeah. a masterpiece. You leave it be, you enjoy it for as long yeah. as you can. But onto his act tight. I love that he's clean. You know, there's so many comedians that go up there and they talk about blow jobs and getting hit. You just, mm. and you're just like, I get it. That's funny. Kind of, but, yeah what do you want me to do yeah you want me to laugh like yeah they just hear sex sells and then that just becomes their entire thing it sells but not in comedy like it's just laziness it's 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 a it's a lazy search for a punchline and jerry just no swearing tight clean thoughtful bits just it's hard to explain. I guess you just have to see it in person, but there was not a false note, even all the way down to his suit. Just professional. As soon as he got there, Sinatra was playing. I don't know who was playing the music there before Jerry and the openers came on, but it was it was like every day I'm hustling or no, like that mm. LMFAO shuffling. And yeah, like yeah. music from when yeah. I was 19 and I was just like, <laughs> who, what's going on? And then just randomly 20 minutes before that first comedian <laughs> came on, it was just Frank Sinatra the whole time. And I'm like, okay, Frank Sinatra, Jerry must be here. Like there's no way Jerry would be on the premise. And then they're just playing LMFAO uh-huh. while he's back in the trailer. Yeah, there. yeah. There's no way. So, so the, even from the the music, and even from his uh, his, his openers, very similar style of comedy. Yeah, there's the you know a little bit dirtier, but you know the tie, you know the 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 American uh, observational comedy. Just it's it was an experience. You kind of feel like you're in a Seinfeld episode for an hour, and that's another yeah. thing. He was on there for an hour and a half. I really? had to take two pee breaks. It's just that's a hero. What was he? yeah hour was, and a half? Yeah, man, was that his first? It must have been his first time doing anything in Halifax. No, he was here. A couple, yeah, he was here. I was. I saw him once before in Halifax. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was it in the same spot or was it at the stadium or what? I'm um, sorry, just one sec here. Thanks for the previous to last year. Then. 
Um, it, yeah, I was at the Metro Center or Scotiabank Center, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. But um, yeah, it was uh, it just tight, world class. And the the way I like to describe same with Bill as well is the you know the guys before him they were good. There was a couple bad ones, but there were a couple really great great comedians out there that you laugh, you're paying attention. They're on there for you know twenty five thirty minutes. You're like, oh man, great comedy. But then Jerry and Bill come out, and they're better than everyone combined times yeah. ten. You you just they they paint a picture for you. It might be you know Bill's definitely offside. You know he's, he's but he's a comedian, but he still paints that picture for you to make you feel like you're in his head. It, it would have been it would have been a really cool experience to go to, like. Yeah, maybe not actually. I thought one. But it, it was uh it was it, it was just back. a yeah, it was a really cool experience to go to and just sit and feel like you're in Bill Burr's head cuz he does that. Same with Jerry. Just two very annoyed individuals that look at the world and yeah. somehow paint a picture for you. You're just like along for the ride for like an hour and a half and that's how yeah. it goes. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. You're you're along for their life. Yeah. Which is very relatable. And they, did they take your phone, right? They take your oh, phone yeah. so you can't record set? I'm happy you brought that up. Yeah. <sighs> Jerry didn't care. Jerry said, take your phones out. I don't care. What are you going to do? Show someone and annoy them? Go for it. Jerry was all for it. Bill, not so much. <laughs> so we get there. And the ladies are like, hey, you just have to lock up your phone. And they open up this case. And I'm just like, I'm going to trick these girls. They're not getting my phone. So I just go like a toaster. I go slide in, slide out. That's what I thought it was. It was just like, oh, yeah, I'll lock it. There you go. In, out. It'll you'll yeah. unlock it somehow digitally when it's over. Yeah. And I go, all right, thanks. See, I put the phone in my pocket. And she goes, no, no, sir. You actually have to physically put it in the case. And you carry the case around. And the case locks. And I was like what really yeah i was pissed same with sarah sebastian we're all pissed why are you pissed about that who cares because you know that's my 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 phone is it's just like everyone my phone is my weapon that's my tool that's my it's me that's i just it's need your third leg. you know it's my third leg like, <laughs> i just i need that phone i'm addicted addicted so you know First thing you get in there, you're looking, okay, how do I open this thing? My brother, you know, he could probably bench three plates. So he's yeah. trying to, he's like, Justin, give me it. I'll try to rip it open. I'll try to rip it open. He can't do it. You know, Sarah's, I need my phone. I, what do I get? Oh my yeah, gosh. You know? And I'm there. I'm kind of mixed in between. I'm like, okay, how do I look at this? Do I go, I need my phone or do I kind of just embrace it? Because I don't remember the last time I didn't look at my phone for 45 minutes other than like sleeping. Like, think about it. Come what was, on. When was the last time you didn't look at your phone? Oh, all the time. No. Yes, bro. Actually, but... yeah, you're right. You never text back right away. <laughs> That's a good point. But me, I, I, I don't. Yeah. I'm not sitting here going, "No, look at me. I, I'm on my phone, business." I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed to say it, but it's life. I'm know? on my phone. Yeah. And so I get up to the top of the hill. We find our seat, and. The next thing you know, that tick, that itch. All right, Justin, where's your phone? And then I go, oh, yeah, it's not here. It's, it's not here. So then I say to myself, okay, just, just see if you can last 10 minutes without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, you're people watching. Going out to these public shows make you feel good because you see some of these people. And Jesus, man. Like, what's, what's chivalry? What's, what is, oh, yeah. What is it when you, like, look after a woman? Yeah, like, chivalry. Yeah. Chivalry. Like, you see 
you know, this Citadel Hill, it's steep, it's a little wet, and you see these guys just running up the hill, leaving their wives and yeah. girlfriends like four or five feet behind them, like not helping them up the hill. So what am I trying to say? Chivalry is yeah, dead? Yeah, yeah, that's like the whole joke is like if someone does something like kind of like like that, you're like, well, chivalry is like dead. Yeah, chivalry yeah. is 100% dead. Yeah. Some of these morons up there just not even looking after their their loved ones you're just like what are you guys doing help these people help your well what were you doing to look after sarah i was what, right what... by her like we were walking up a hill like I, right. she was literally side by side like i was holding her hand like putting my mm-hmm. hand on her back pushing her up because mm-hmm. it's slippery you gotta and you see some of these guys going up there with like three beer in their hand just piling through and you're just like man like the girls <laughs> are walking up in like heels you're just like oh man so anyways that made me <laughs> that made me feel better i was like oh i didn't you don't even think about you know, it's not even a question, like, to make sure Sarah gets up that hill. Like, it's just you're with her. Anyways, that's that was one thing I noticed. But next thing you know, you're people watching, and you forget about your phone. Mm-hmm. And I, oddly enough, not oddly, it's normal, I enjoyed it. I didn't have my phone on me for three hours, and I really enjoyed it. Refreshing. You know, I walk down, I got to use the washroom, I got to get a beer, and I'm sitting there, and you usually to kill time, you know, check Instagram, check Twitter, do what you got to do. Didn't mind it. Had a conversation with the guy in line. How yeah. are you? What kind of beer are you getting? Oh, nice. You're from Anaganish. How was the drive-in? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that little, that, that, that little moment where you can't hide. You can't put your head down and text. You can't take a photo. You can't. It was refreshing. I missed it. So the night essentially went from being pissed off at Bill Burr because he took my phone to kind of loving him to kind of hating him again because afterwards everyone's looking for this guy to unlock your bag to get your phone, which took another, you know, 30 minutes because everyone's, I got to get out. Here's my phone. Get unlocked the bag for me. So that sucked. So, yeah, it went from hating Bill Burr to loving Bill Burr to hating him again. So he's in my bad books right now. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, he, he, was he made he make it made you face addiction. <laughs> when, he did, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, when you break it down, it's pretty simple. So when you golf, you check your phone like frequently. No, golf's different. I'll, I'll check it like once every two holes, maybe, maybe Oof. once a hole. Just really? Like, yeah, as I'm teeing off. Dude, you got to play a full game with that thing, just like at home or yeah. something. Business never sleeps, man. I know. Well, I take I take pride in being quick to respond to emails, calls, mm, texts. Like, yeah, it um, is nice. It is nice. When you so when you got your phone back, what was the most important thing you missed? Was there anything important? Did it affect your life in any way? Another great another great point, Jeff. You're getting good at this. Didn't miss anything. A couple texts. You texted me, said you're taking day mm-hmm. off work. Like nothing urgent. Mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Nothing urgent. Yeah. Your life was not affected at the end of that by any, by at all, by having your phone missing for three hours. Not at all. <laughs> it was fantastic. I came home, went to bed, had a great experience because I took it all in. Not that I didn't take everything in with Jerry because I did have my phone with Jerry, but Bill Bird, there wasn't a, a false note that uh, that I that I missed because I was watching it all. There's nothing else to do than look and laugh and you mm-hmm. know you look at the drunk people that stuff. But excuse me. It was great. It's just an overall great money well spent. Mm. You know, in today's today's life, when it's you know customer service is pretty much gone, a lot of quality's gone, a lot of you know yeah. you know caring is gone. To see two, I don't say world lightly, to see two world class comedians come to Halifax, Nova Scotia, and absolutely kill it, 
it was a treat and it was uh it was a weekend that i'm not gonna forget this guy man he starts the summer with a trip to the eastern conference finals in boston and he finishes it off with a couple of a-listers in his backyard work hard play hard <laughs> and it was great too like these new uh high button shirts like they're big so you, like the logo's big i mean yeah and you can't like miss it so to have uh mm-hmm. you know that's kind of our crowd yeah have a couple people come up say hey high button sports my friend show. sent me a picture of a, i gotta show it to you now he uh <laughs> he sent me a picture of you like standing outside and it was like a <laughs> It's from his parents' balcony, oh and he God. just sniped the high button logo from like across the street up on the building. He was like, "That's Justin." <laughs> See, like it works. Yeah, yeah. And he said that. To I like it. I yeah. wish. I wish the I, the eyeballs are. I, I wish people would like talk to me. Mm-hmm. I hate the the eyeballs, and then just like head down, keep moving. I it's. Am I intimidating? No, not to me, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, I don't wonder why that is. You know, some people just like to be, you know, seen, not heard, I guess. But who knows? That's fair. I don't even really know what that means, but yeah. How much time are we at right now? Uh, 33. Should we get into uh, the queue? Mm, it's definitely a story, man. It's yeah well it, it kind of was announced a few months ago wasn't it like that they were thinking about doing this i don't know I thought, you know i thought we already had this discussion maybe not though can't get comfy official now yeah no no fighting in the quebec major junior hockey league it's a bad luck like no two ways you slice it it's a bad luck. i'm just trying to see the benefits from it you know, when I saw it, I go, okay, they, they the gauntlet's down. Where are the benefits? And I didn't see any. Like, I think a lot of professionals think it's going to keep the game safer. Wish it won't. Mm. There's people out there that play this beautiful game of hockey that consider themselves agitators, rats. And then there's an opposite uh, player called an enforcer to take care of those, you know, weasels, rats. And to eliminate the enforcer and allow these rats, weasels, agitators, whatever you want to call them, to run free, it's going to be a problem. Well, you got to figure the, the Q brass have heard that argument, right? Like, I wonder what their, what their response is to that. Let me just say this. I'll say I'll say this once, and I want to be very clear. If I were a senior ref, senior linesman in the queue, CHL, I don't know what how the payroll works. Probably linesmen, because linesmen are the ones that have to get in there and break shit up. I would be asking for a significant, significant raise. If you're the one that has to calm down a game because these guys aren't able to let out the violence of fighting, you're going to have a lot tougher of a job in front of the net after a whistle. You're going to have a lot tougher of a job in between periods when guys are going to the room and they want to get a piece of each other. Mm. You're going to have a lot tougher job in the playoffs when everything is on the line and you can't let the boys just let all their anger out. Yeah. 
there is going to be such a challenge for these refs moving forward into these first couple of months with the season. I just think it's going to be a problem. It's going to be, it's going to be extremely hard for the officials to manage it because good refs know how to ref a game. And in part of that process of mm. refing a good game is to let the boys play. It's like managing a game. Sure. Let the boys play. But when you got to let the boys play, you have to let, you, something has to give, I guess you could say. You know, you're in this confined thing we like to call a rink. You can't go anywhere unless you go to the tunnel down the room. But you're on the you're on the bench or you're on the ice. And when you're on the ice, there's boards surrounding you. So all you have is a ball of energy moving. Ball of energy, ball of energy, ball of energy. And eventually in a game of hockey, that ball of energy can become too quick, whether it be the speed, whether it be the emotion, whether it be the coaches. Yeah, it just There's too much energy in one location on a hockey rink. Mm-hmm. And especially here in Canada, the physicality of hockey is increased more than Europe, more than anywhere else. But to have that ball of energy moving, 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 something has to give. And mm-hmm. if something's not going to give, how's it going to be taken out? It's going to be taken out with a little yeah. spear. It's going to be taken out with a little slew foot. It's going to be taken out with a little elbow. Mm-hmm. It's going to be taken out with a little brawl little, away. little, little skate yeah. to the back of the heel yeah you, 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 us as humans we we're warriors we we're, we're human we're we, we fight for a living to get what's ours these guys want to make to the nhl they want to make a name for themselves you got to play physical and unfortunately that's kind of where it ends you can only play physical you can't fight yeah and i think that's gonna be a problem for the refs it's too too daunting of a task to allow these kids to go around and not uh, and not let them fight. I just don't see a positive outcome for it. It's not going to keep anyone safer. No. It's going to keep headshots higher. It's going to keep knees higher. It's going to keep little, little, yeah. a little something like that higher. Makes the job tougher for the coaches too. Oh my, it just coaches. Oh. Coaches have the most ego. You know, think oh. about it. You're the coach of a Q team. Your best player just gets a knee on knee from the greasiest fourth line Mm -hmm. left winger on the other team as a coach what do you say what do you what Uh, think what do you that now what do you do okay boys uh number seven just injured our best player let's go hit him it's like that's part of the job anyways you got to hit him yeah you can't do anything more now yeah you 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 uh, a threat of saying if you do that again i'm gonna take your fucking head off you can't say that anymore because you you can't you physically can't you could yeah. do a flying elbow at a guy but you'll get suspended forever. But a nice fight, five minutes, sit in the box. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a the, beautiful thing. There needs to be like some sort of outlet. Like the, with the game with that much aggression, there needs to be just like one little outlet where it's like you know there's a threat held over your head of like I could punch your face in if you continue to do this. They're just cutting that threat off at the knees. So now when the same plays that have been happening happen, like you said, what's going to, you know, what's going to happen? There's going to be fights on the way back to the locker rooms like these guys and they've been able to fight, you know, for years now. So it's not like this is like like they're going to have to just learn to cut that out of their whole thing. Like how how do you think that's going to go smoothly? These are grown men who are fighting for their lives on a hockey rink. It was such a great like, you know, I I was probably in four or five fights my junior career. It's very simple. It's very similar to the sump pump 
afterwards mm-hmm. the 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 level of satisfaction that you get it's like okay i i, I stuck i stood up for myself or i stood up for my teammate and the job is done win or lose the fight you go into that penalty box proud i'm only saying that from my perspective i definitely lost my number of fights i might have won one or two um but being a fighter on a team you know it's it's an actual job and there's a level of satisfaction sticking up for your team sticking up for yourself and essentially allowing a game to keep flowing that's the thing with energy moving in an anger direction it's going to create uh, problems for the skilled players to move around there's just going to be too many uh, too mm-hmm. many cheap shots it's just going to get out of hand i'm not saying i'm looking into the future and i know exactly what's going to happen but something along those lines mark my words what's the when does the season start october or something it's august 14th right now we'll play this clip back in yeah it's august 14th we'll play this clip back in october when the first thing happens in the queue where they're like, ah, that's a kind of a result of no fighting. Cause it, it just will happen. Yeah. You need to be playing hockey with just a little bit of fear. You need to go through life with a little bit of fear. If you're not going through life, waking up with a little bit of fear going, if I don't do this, I could be homeless. Mm-hmm. I could lose everything. You, you need to go through life with a little bit of fear. Same thing with playing hockey. You need to play hockey with just a little bit of fear. Okay, where, where's number seven? He's out. Okay, there he mm. is. Okay, now I can kind of do this. He's on the bench. Okay, he's out there. Okay, maybe I'll just maybe I'll just dump and change. I don't want to go in the corner with him. That that that's an actual element. That's a a, a thought process and an at you know, an average, but an above average hockey player's head. When you bring physicality into a game, fear is one hundred percent a factor. There's yep. just no look at Toronto. Toronto just brought in Reeves. We had uh, Batherson on. I'm like, you know, playing Toronto, like, is it going to be a lot tougher now? He goes, yeah, man, Toronto's mm. going to be tough. Playing Reeves, going into that building, there's a factor now. So eliminating that from the role of a Q team, hey, hey. And that's coming from a former Q All-Star, folks. So, you know. you Batherson? can No, you. <laughs> oh, Q All-Star. Oh, no, eight games played yeah. All-Star, yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah, it's uh... – we got to have faith in our boy, Jim Midgley, there. He'll have to figure it out. A new challenge for the new coach. No, Midge knows what he's doing. Yeah, I'm definitely. not worried about Midge. It's, yeah. the, it's the other teams I'm worried mm. about. Midge is going to knock it out of the park. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, it's uh, – yeah, not much else to say on that one. Yeah, it'll be – It'll be easy. Keep your eyes on it. We'll have a first, uh, we'll have a first row seat to it. Oh, this year the Mooseheads should be pretty good again. Now they're gonna have to play with this new style of hockey. Yeah. Jose Bautista. How much time? Forty-two. You know, Jose Bautista essentially represents two things in my life. Unbelievable bat toss and taking a hit, getting almost knocked out at second base from a guy that plays for Texas. Two memories, but one thought. That one thought is a guy that has heart. Throwing that bat, hitting that home run. I was a broke college student living with Ben and Kevin. Right next to AAA Pizza there. What's that? Jubilee? Yeah, right on Jubilee. No money. So in terms of excitement, you look for two things. You know, women and sports. You know, that's pretty much the only two things that, that get your blood blowing. 
not blowing, oh, blowing, pumping, pumping. And that night, when Jose Bautista hit that homer in Rogers Center and threw that bat, looked like a million miles in the air. That you know, that's my Joe Carter moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you'd look at the 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 Jays and Joe Carter to win the World Series home run. As of right now. Actually, no. When did they win the World Series? 91? 92, 93. Okay, I guess I was alive, but I don't remember it. But my my Jays memory that will be stamped in my head until they win a World Series is that Jose Bautista bat flip. Oh, and yeah. Who he was as a player as well. I know they don't retire his number just based on a bat flip and no. taking a punch to the jaw. Just one of those guys who always stepped up in the moment. And I will say this about the Jays organization. Really classy for Blair, for bringing out, excuse me, his teammates. Even bringing out Gibby. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Like Gibby. Yeah. You know, you, you see Gibby out there. He's his collars out. He's all messy. Yeah. He's got like four buttons undone. He said it was the first time he's been in the building since he got fired. So See, that's Gibby. <laughs> yeah. You know, why would you want to go back? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's Gibby. He's like, you don't want me? All right, I'm not coming back. Yeah. That's Gibby right there. And to have all of his teammates there, just a class act by the uh, by the Jays. Really, really, really well done ceremony. Oh, they do things right, man. They're 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 no joke. And it's kind of nice too that they're actually playing meaningful baseball now. Like I know mm. it was sold out. It'd be sold out whether or not the Jays sucked or not. But uh, I know they lost the game, unfortunately. But just to have meaningful baseball right now being played in Toronto during that ceremony, very very cool thing. Cool thing for Jose. And his family. Just knowing that you've signed your last contract with a Canadian team that you'll be a legend forever in. Got a mural on the wall. Yeah, I was just about to say. You see that mural? Kidding me? That thing's like 80 feet high. I know. It's sick. That thing's not coming down forever. No. No. That thing's unreal. Yeah. And you, you ask, you go, you know, what is it that you love about your job, Justin? And, you know, it's high button, but it's sports. Sports has the element to take you out of the real world. Very similar to Seinfeld and how I, it's an escape. Sports to me is an mm-hmm. escape. And there's really cool special moments that allow you to escape. And to see Jose Bautista's jersey be retired, you see him cry. You see some fans crying. You see the city of Toronto, 40,000 people on their feet cheering for one man, a.k.a. a hero in that city. Definitely, man. It's just a moment that uh, that you don't remember, almost like this weekend. Sports have the ability to allow you to escape your everyday life and look at something and go, wow, there's hope. There's hope to live in a world where you could be a superhero too. <laughs> yes, sir. You know what I mean? That next mural is going to be yours, buddy. That's why fantasy football is so, impr- that's so addictive. It's because people actually think they're GMs. Oh, I know. They escape from their actual job and they think they're GMs of a football team. It's Wait, just it's yeah. an escape. Wait until High Button buys a team and we have to manage. I'm not going to be managing a team. <laughs> you can do it. Oh, man. But uh, a really cool ceremony. And I don't know if there's ever been – actually, yeah, I think they – did they retire Edwin? No, they haven't done his number. Oh. Well, it's the whole level of excellence. That's the big deal. So like, did he, they retire his number? I, or is it just I – th- Well, they. I know that they definitely put, they put his name up on the level of excellence. Um. That was kind of the big ceremony because they haven't done that in a long time. Like there hasn't been anyone like from this era to do it. So Jose was the number one. People would make an argument for Edwin, which I think would be an interesting argument to make. And uh, yes, he is, you know, he has his moments too. But yeah, the Jays, they do it right. And they got that new stadium or the semi-new stadium. So it's kind of nice. 
hopefully they can win a playoff game. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Do you remember last year when we were in Moncton? Yeah. The heartbreak. Yankees suck. At least we're not going through what they're True. going through. True. But no, the Jays are heartbreakers too. Mm-hmm. So if they can put out, put a cool ceremony on for the fans, give us something mm. to cheer about, I guess that's something rather than losing a wild card game. I hope they win, but they just need to prove it, man. My whole life, they've just been a letdown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah unfortunately, that's true. But it's the beauty of baseball. What is? 164 games, 62 games. It'll come again next year, you know? Yeah, but can only give so much. <laughs> I remember how excited you were that Moncton weekend watching the wild card. I bought a Jays jersey. Like an oh, idiot. Yeah. You did. And the Celtics jersey. Where's the Celtics jersey? It's up in the closet. But yeah, like I, I bought a jersey. That's how pumped I was. If they make a wild card game again, I'll wear it, but yeah, it's Toronto sports, man. It's a tough goal, tough mark. That's why the Raptors' victory was so big. Remember? Yeah, I know. Yeah. That was big. Yeah. That was big. <laughs> that was massive. Um, how much time are we at? I just want to give a little... Uh, we're at 50, or 49. So I do want to say, um, in terms of the hiring process, we are looking for people out in PEI now as well. Um, I know in the video that I did put out only said uh, Port Hood, Cape Breton, uh, and Moncton. But now uh, now PEI as well. So make sure if you are in the PEI, Summer, Side, Charlottetown, basically UPEI. Where's UPEI? Summer? Uh, Charlottetown. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're in, like, the UPEI area and you're a you know, mature student looking for some cash on the weekends to stream, commentate, whatever it may be, um, reach out to us. Uh, what's the email, Jeff? The Jeff? Jeff high button at gmail.com. So PEI as well. If you're listening, we already have a couple interviews lined up. We're going to be traveling at the end of this month, the end of August to do in-person interviews. So get your resume in as soon as possible so we can line up those interviews and then we can get you working for high button sports. There's going to be a lot of tournaments up in PEI as well. So you mm. won't just be doing, um, regular season games will be up there where you can be doing tournaments as well and uh, working with the, the main crew here in the HRM because we'll travel up there. So, yeah, PEI, get your resumes in because you know, it's hiring season. Yeah. High button sports. And I, and I did get a couple messages about people in HRM wanting to, you know, jump on board and that will happen at some point, but it's more, uh, that'll be more of like a closer to the season type of thing. Uh, hiring again within HRM, we just got to make sure everything's sorted first and we're ready to go. But, you know, it's only up from here. So I'm sure there'll be opportunities for the HRM kids and, you know, young adults as well and adults, whoever, whoever yeah. we go, we go everywhere. It doesn't matter your age. So this is a great company. High button sports. It's got a ring to it. All right, let's wrap it up. Little mud on the tire. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Everyone listening, uh, you're the best. We're out. Yeah. I've got some big news. The bank finally came through. 
And I'm holding the keys to a brand new Chevrolet Have you been outside? It sure is a nice night How about a little test drive down by the lake? There's a place I know about Where the dirt road runs out We can try out the four-wheel drive Come on now, what do you say? Girl, I can hardly wait to get a little mud on the tires. Cause it's a good night to be out there soaking up the moonlight. Stick out a little piece of shoreline. I've got the perfect place in mind. It's in the middle of nowhere. Only one way to get there. On a trot line, sunsets about nine this time of year. We can throw a blanket down, cricket singing in the background, and more stars than you can count on a night this clear. I tell you what, we need to do is grab a sleeping bag or two and build us a little campfire, and then with a little luck. Might just get stuck Let's get a little mud on the tires Cause it's a good night To be out there soaking up the moonlight Stick out a little piece of shoreline I've got the perfect place in mind It's in the middle of nowhere Only one way to get there Just get stuck Let's get a little mud on the tide